a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we're very pleased to be joined uh, by Professor Amos Giora from the University of Utah, who is based just outside of Jerusalem, uh, joining us today. Uh, Professor, thanks for uh, chiming in today. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, obviously a a new day in Israel as it comes to its leadership after 12 consecutive years of Benjamin Netanyahu, 15 total years, of course. Uh, A a different kind of of governing uh, coalition has come together. Uh, Tell us what uh, the feeling is. What what is the sense uh, in Israel today? I think the sense is going to depend on uh, who you speak with and from which camp they are from. (laughs) Um, Those of us, full disclosure, like me, who have been active participants in the anti-Netanyahu weekly rallies, are obviously um, beyond pleased, happy. Yesterday there was a clear sense of exhilaration. And now comes the hard part. (laughs) Netanyahu has made it very clear, made it very clear yesterday in in an ugly speech in the Knesset that his focus, exclusive focus, is to ensure the quick toppling of the new government. And you are right, this is a cobbled-together coalition comprised of eight parties from the left to the right. How they will function remains to be seen. It's true that they came together because of a mutual and profound antipathy for Netanyahu. There's no doubt about that. And now comes the hard part of governing with obvious challenges wherever they look. Yeah, I, I think it's so... I think from, if you're in the Netanyahu camp, then yesterday was a dark day, and I would imagine that they are hopeful that he can break the new government, topple the, the new government. But I want to add a, a an asterisk to that, that for the Orthodox parties, which are a significant part of the Netanyahu coalition, this is the first time they're not in, a, in the government for decades. Right. And they are totally dependent on, on government largesse for their schools, for their children, mm. for their way of life. And not being the recipients of uh, unfettered and unlimited government largesse is going to impose on them significant pressures and tensions. Yesterday, the, the leaders of the Orthodox communities, some of them, acknowledge that they made the bet on the wrong horse. Mm. And the question is, when we finally have a budget, because we don't have a budget, right. so sometime in November, whether that will lead the Orthodox parties to, quote-unquote, hold their nose and come join the coalition for the sake of uh, receiving government money. And that will be a really interesting thing to watch in November. Wow. Fascinating. Uh, and this is such an interesting thing, I think, especially for – uh, those of us here in the United States who aren't used to this kind of coalition governing and, and having multiple political parties, uh, tens and, and 20s and 30s and all of these uh, coming together. Of course, it was a close vote uh, yesterday in the Knesset, uh, just a single vote there. Uh, and, and I want to get to this question that you raised, Professor, 
uh, around the the hard work and heavy lifting of governing. Uh, those who have been critical of the the Netanyahu regime do have to recognize that his successor is to the right of of, of Netanyahu on some things, but the coalition is clearly uh, made up of, of people. Uh, into the far left side of of the of the uh, political spectrum as well. Uh, how do you see that actually playing out? Is is that kind of? I, I've always loved to speculate if if we could actually have this happen in the United States of America. Uh, do you think it can happen in Israel? Do you think they can effectively govern uh, with this kind of really broad coalition? So first of all, I'm going to correct you. I don't know what far left means. Merit is a left wing party and. It does the coalition comprised of eight parties includes exactly as I say eight parties from the left to the right to the right yes and what is important and the first time ever an Israeli Arab party has a seat in the government and that is a powerful moment how will they govern well I, I think that it will obviously take time to figure out how to work together. I mean, everybody here knows everybody. Yeah. It will take them time to figure out how to function. The problem is, or the challenge is, that there is no honeymoon here. Today is Monday evening here. There's supposed to be tomorrow, um, it's called the flag march of, by far-right Jewish extremists mm. in East Jerusalem for one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to provoke uh, the Palestinians who live in East Jerusalem, and Hamas has already promised that if this march takes place, then they, Hamas, will fire rockets into Israel from Gaza, mm. and that poses an immediate challenge to new government led by Prime Minister Bennett. Wow. That's, uh, as you said, there there is no no honeymoon period uh, available at all. What else is on is on your horizon? What else are you watching for? What should we be watching for uh, from the standpoint of the Israeli-U.S. relationship, uh, obviously with the Biden administration uh, in place? How do you see the, the Bennett administration there uh, from Jerusalem uh, interacting with a Biden administration? Excellent question. I was concerned, I think is the best word, that President Biden was so quick to call Bennett last night. Bennett has to be tread very carefully, as does Biden, to ensure that there's not a sense that Bennett is in Biden's pocket. Because Netanyahu, in his speech yesterday, in essence accused Bennett of being in exactly that, in Biden's pocket, and disclosed the, the depth of his disagreement with the Biden administration, um, particularly on Iran. And the quick bear hug by Biden and other world leaders, but Biden's the important one, I don't think was strategically a, a wise move. I think that Biden-Bennett need to be very careful how their relationship is developed and how it's positioned, because if there's a sense that, that Bennett is soft, uh, which is an important word here in Israel, and that he is acquiescing to America on important issues like Iran or for the right building, uh, the Israeli right, building of Jewish settlements in the West Bank and other security issues, that will feed the fodder for Netanyahu. And that's why if President Biden were to call me and say, what do you recommend? I would say be very, very, very careful in how issues are perceived 
and how they are positioned. Because if by if Bennett is perceived as weak, soft, that would be very problematic. Yeah, uh, such great insight, uh, Professor. And I, I I'm so glad you got to this the the communication strategy being every bit as important as the policy strategy and the relationship strategy. Uh, I'm going to have you come back uh, and we're going to continue to follow that as this continues to move this important relationship between Israel and the United States in a a very turbulent world. Uh, And now with the Biden and Bennett administrations coming forward, uh, how they interact and what happens uh, is going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, We appreciate you chiming in uh, with us live from Jerusalem today and always appreciate your perspective, Professor. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so very much. Have a great day. Thank you. And that was Professor uh, Amos Guro uh, from the University of Utah. And uh, such important perspective there. We're going to continue to follow the happenings there in Israel uh, as this new government has been formed, as it starts to step forward and as it starts to do the the hard part, which is governing. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, uh, KSL's Matt Resco is going to join us to talk about KSL Plus, why it's coming to KSL News Radio app right here on KSL. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.